Hello and welcome to the Football Parliament podcast, your one-stop destination for all your football debates, discussions and opinions. Today we have a lot of topics to discuss about and we have posted just two to three hours back and if you haven't seen that video, please go and watch that too. But before that, just stay here and watch this one because I'm pretty sure this is going to be an entertaining one with a Man City fan who's been partying all night, Rishabh Kumar, our Nanshiki fanboy. <laughs> um, glad to be back. For this, you know, it's going to be an exciting podcast. You know, it's hard to control the excitement for the last podcast we recorded. But, um, yeah. you know, it's how it is. This was one of our most relentless seasons ever, you know, for the Premier League mm. itself. What a terrible start we had. We were 10th in the league when we first started. And, you know, with our 20-game unbeaten streak, which ended on the 7th of March against Manchester United. You know, we had, some, we had a pretty good time, you know. And especially, okay, first and foremost, let, let me talk about the one player. You know, who I feel contributes majorly to the success, and that is Ruben Diaz. I've, I've, I've made a little yeah. note about Ruben Diaz's statistics this season, and, yeah. uh, and I'd just like to read about So, uh, So, like okay, Stones, too. Diaz is best with the ball at his feet. And actually, you, will not, you won't believe this. He's completed 93.52% of all his attempted passes in the Premier League this season, which he's misplaced only 157 off from 2,421. As well as with his aerial defensive duties, he's won 62.5% of his 88 aerial duels. He's been absolutely top class against Guardiola. And since his arrival, we've conceded um, only 15 goals since Diaz's arrival. So 15 goals in 28 games, 14 of those games ended with a clean sheet, you know, with either Edison in goal or Zach Steffen in there. And there's nothing else to say except for the fact that all our players have been brilliant this season, you know. And I I feel all of us can agree on this. Ilkay Gundogan was the biggest surprise from Manchester City this season, you know, stepping up when Kevin De Bruyne was injured and out. And yeah, we did we did like you know miss Aguero on the pitch, you know, only one goal from open play, one penalty, and you know, the scuffed penalty against Chelsea, but all is forgiven for that, anyways. So yeah, it is it has been a very good season. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, a major downfall, you know, being Sergio Aguero leaving our club. This is the fourth legend of ours to leave uh, in a consecutive year. You know, Yaya, Toure, Vincent Company, Davis, Aguero, Sergio Aguero. So, it is going to be an emotional one considering the fact he's been here for almost nine years. And it's been, it's been absolutely brilliant. And not, there's nothing but praise for Manchester City, you know, for the way we've conquered England all over again. Like, granted, Liverpool was absolutely top class last season, finishing the league with 99 points. So, the Centurion record still goes unbeaten. But this time, 80 points, uh, you know, to become champions, it was it was pretty okay. But the competition this season was tough as well. Um, Vedant, what do you think about Man City winning the Premier League this season? I mean, to be honest, my prediction went completely wrong. Because when the season started, someone told that Tottenham Hotspur is going to win the Premier League. And I agreed with him. And guess what's happening right now? City and Spurs have interchanged their sports completely. City have won the Premier League. And to be honest, they deserve it. Because uh, Liverpool had they had a complete down this season. Manchester United, they won't win the Premier League anytime soon. Because they still need to do some work on their squad. Chelsea are ready and might win the Premier League next season. And Man City is the best team in England or maybe in Europe right now. And they completely deserved it. Sergio Aguero was the only player who I wanted to, you know, 
see for his final season but that hasn't happened this season so it's fine but the good thing about man city is that i mean it's a good thing and a bad thing that they don't have a striker they're not dependent on a player who scores i mean if it's not foden it's de bruyne if it's not de bruyne it's gundogan if it's not gundogan it's someone else the goals just come from somewhere or the other so that's a pl- that's a great point about man city and talking about uh, man city i would also like to ask a question to nishit and rishab who's the best player of man city this season starting with you nishit can i go first yeah right yeah, yeah. so yeah. um yeah. as i said as he mentioned clearly that ruben diaz has been one of the most influential players on the field and i think it is because of him that city have gained this much momentum defensively and how he has changed everything the the entire uh, team plays uh, plays better when he starts so uh, i think even defensively and attackingly uh, both Uh, the attackers also get a lot of confidence when they have a good defense i think so they can attack and go forward completely and plus when you have and i also had a question for uh, rishab that do you think uh, ruben diaz has not been uh, as hailed as van dijk was because he's done um, enough things yeah so wait to answer vedant's question first um my 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 city player of the season is going to be riyad mahrez you know from the two years he was at city he was extremely inconsistent this year he's outperformed probably every right winger except mohammed salah you know mohammed salah is probably like the god of the right wing in the premier league right now and real mahrez stepping up you know in the premier league hat tricks braces you know making those crucial last minute balls um you know to in matches where we could have lost agreed a lot of players have done that but real mahrez for me as been amazing but yes i agree with nishit too like ruben diaz does take is extremely close to it for me because of the influence he's had on the pitch you know creating that confidence both in the defense and the attack and um to answer your question nishit it's actually honestly kind of good that you know ruben diaz hasn't been given the hype that van dijk was given when they won the champions league and the premier league because the hype around him you know made him seem like he's the best defender we've seen in ages you know like probably since fabio canavaro maybe maybe like paolo maldini but then people tend to forget you know current legends who are playing the game you know like sergio ramos and um gerard pique for the matter as well so it's it's very good that you know he's not been hailed uh, as much as virgil van dijk is right now but he could definitely outclass him you know the next season so nishir who was uh, wait, sorry veda who was your player of the season for man city Kevin De Bruyne was out for a couple of months I think so I don't think he'll be my player of the season. Phil Foden was outstanding but he's still a youngster so I won't pick him here. I think I'll go for Ruben Diaz because he's been influential for Manchester City. I think Man City paid around 40 or 50 million for Ruben Diaz. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah, 65. 65 million, yeah. And he's been worth the money completely. I mean in ruben diaz manchester city have found their next vincent kompany so they're pretty much sorted and nishit right now must be feeling god i just wish this guy would be in our defense right now in barcelona's team right yeah man all i could do is pray when the other teams are attacking uh, please not this one not this one not this one i've been praying yeah. since the last three games just don't concede one because we're not going to score one that's all um that's speaking of barcelona and um defenses barcelona levante 
Yeah, they beat Atletico too. So Levante are an underrated side. I mean, obviously they're not that ahead in the standings, but still they're a good, decent team. For Barcelona, I'd say that they attacked a lot more, but they missed many chances, and that's only because they don't have a striker right now. And that's a position where Barcelona need to work. Frankie De Jong, Pedri, and Messi—they all missed clear opportunities, even if the latter two scored. Dembele scored a beautiful goal to cap off an outstanding performance at right wing back from him. Uh, in the end, it is the final straw. Barcelona cannot in any way concede two goals in quick succession as they did today. Moreover, they cannot recognize a late equaliser like the one Levante scored tonight. Individual mistakes by Ter Stegen, Sergio Roberto and even Gerard Piquet costed them a lot and meant the team in pink to lose two points in a heated title race. The second half display was genuinely embarrassing and the Catalans can kiss La Liga goodbye. Okay, so just a short question to Nishad specifically. You could just tell me in a short way. Now, you know, with uh, with City's Eric Garcia, you know, being rumored or heavily rumored to join Barcelona um, at the start of the new season, do you feel like he is going to bring that sort of change into your defense? You know, is it time for PK to move PK and OTD to move out of Barcelona's defense? I think. To answer this question fairly, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm excited, but as excited I am, I'm worried because this team uh, has been having this defense for like the last generation. I mean, we've watched them play, and there has not been any defender who's taken the place of Gerard Piquet. So, I think it is time for us to move on from these uh, older players, even Busquets for that matter. We need to rest him now. And we need players who are physically more capable. I, I guess we need that aggression to win games. We can't just sit back and play po- like possession game anymore. Because people know when whenever anyone presses us, we give up with the ball. And there's the, then there's that one attack and the game is over. Then they can sit back and everyone knows if they give the ball to Messi. They're going to crowd him. That's it. That's, that's all that's going to happen. And then he's going to get a foul if he scores a free kick. Amazing. If he doesn't, Barca loses. That's it. And exactly what you said, uh, I think it's high time we change our stuff. Even the managers, I mean, they can't help it if the players are going to play like that. So, I don't think it's for them to be blamed. Uh, even Komen, what can he do when the players don't have any morale in them to play? <clears throat> Speaking about so, Ronald Koeman, I would just like, I would want to ask Misha the question. Would you want him to be the manager for next season? Because there is a high chance of him not being one. Is this a yes or no? Yes. Yes. And yes. Okay. Yeah. Even um, as a Madrid fan, I would want Ronald Koeman because I think he's done a fantastic job for Barcelona. He has. I mean, he's lost. He's lost key games, but that's also because Barcelona's team is very young, especially in the middle of the park and even defensively speaking, because they have the likes of Araujo, Mingueza, Dest, etc. I mean, uh, just one more thing. Uh, what? Oh. Yeah. Sorry. So, uh, the thing is, Komen has started a process and something like this does not take one season. I think he needs to be given more time so that he proves himself. That's all. I mean, the man deserves a chance after uh, at least competing in La Liga after where we were. Yeah. Talking about Barcelona managers, do you miss El- Ernesto Valverde now? <laughs> I've been seeing the memes as well. So, <laughs> I've been... Praying that, yeah, maybe he would have been the right man for the job even after. But we all criticize him so much that we deserve this, I guess. So, I all I want is for Xavi to come in after a season or two and see what he does to the team, what he brings in. 
and maybe have the Barcelona entire board being consisting of the the older players, the legends. Maybe that changes a bit. Moving on from La Liga, we're going to talk about Serie A, Juventus, Aspolo. Edan, why don't why don't you kick us off and in short, just tell us what do you think is going to happen in the match? Juventus need to win this game because if they don't, they're out of the Champions League for sure. This is like they're literally this is literally the final chance they have between the Champions League spot and the Europa League spot, and pray that Atalanta lose their game tonight. Just so that Juventus can have the chance finally to get into Champions League spot. Because for me, I mean, all of us are Ronaldo fans. Not Nishid though, but in the podcast too. Most of us are Ronaldo fans and we would want Ronaldo to leave. But considering his mentality and stuff, would he leave? I don't think so. Because he's the guy who sits on challenges. I mean, he would want Juventus to qualify because if he just runs away from challenges, what's the point of saying that he wanted a new one? So, I don't think he'll leave Juventus and Juventus should get a Champions League spot, even with these poor performances. Like, just a question for our viewers and for Vedant as well. If, you know, supposedly and the more likely scenario is that Juventus isn't going to qualify for the Champions League, do you feel like it would be better for Juventus and Ronaldo himself if they decide to terminate the last year on his contract, you know, he costs 75 million to the club. You know, that could be invested in prospective players. It could be invested into someone else. And do you think that Andrea Perlo still deserves to keep the job at Juventus? Talking about Cristiano, I feel that he should say. But considering Juventus's financials and stuff, I think he might leave because he's costing Juventus a hell lot of money. And he needs to go. But the question is, who will buy him for at least 30 to 40 million too? Considering he, as good as he is for his age. Manchester United uh, re-signed Edinson Cavani. So, I don't think that's going to happen. Real Madrid have clearly said that they are not interested in buying back their best player ever. So, that's there. Sporting Portugal can be an option for Cristiano Ronaldo to end his career. Although it will be sad, but that's there. And PSG, they're the only club who can actually buy him. So, let's see what see... happens. It actually depends on Kylian Mbappe coming to Real. Do we see... Um, just a simple yes or no question again. Do we see, um, you know, Ronaldo betraying the Man United fans and turning to the blue side of Manchester? Do you feel like that is a likely scenario to happen in the event that, you know, Ronaldo decides to leave the club? Because City are currently in need of a striker. And as unlikely as it sounds... Yeah, we might sign someone like Harry Kane, but do you still feel like there could be some amount of charm? See, Cristiano Ronaldo is a guy who's loyal to the soil. So, I don't think that's going to happen ever. You won't see Cristiano in a Man City shirt. But you can see his arch rival Lionel Messi in a Man City shirt. What do you feel oh, about I that? Highly I, I personally, highly doubt that. I personally... Um, I, I don't think that Messi should come to City. I don't think it's the right move for him. Because, you know, like Pep, like Pep said, and I'm going to back up and said this, Pep said that the new camp is Messi's home. And I feel like that's why he should say, you know, coming to the Premier League at the age of, what, 34, I think, uh, at, the, at the start of next season. Yeah. It's not going to be, be good. Especially, yeah, especially the fact that, you know, the Premier League is so physical compared to, um, you know, other leagues uh, in the world. So, ideally, you know, financially plus it wouldn't make sense for us because Messi is 
probably one of those 100 million a year players due to his salary so i would love him there but i don't i don't think there's any need for him the thing um, is uh, okay. the way city play i'm sorry i got you in but uh, no, the no. the way city play i don't think messi messi would suit you at all because yeah. because the city gameplay is total possession and a high intensity game high intensity game so messi at this age i don't think he'd be suited to that and he needs space and time when he's on the ball so prem in the prem i really think i personally think as well that he should stay in barca but i do want him to go that's one more thing i want him to oh. be in the premier league once i that's my personal wish but i don't think that's going to happen so do you feel like the barcelona rebuild should happen around messi or should it just start afresh you know not focused on the players specifically i don't think it should happen around messi because messi is going to be around for like one or two years that's it i think it should be around ansu fadi i think he should be the one who should be given a lot of priority uh, and the more renewable he gets the more confidence the barca fans get and the players like ricky puch i th- i know he's been on the bench for a while but he is one of the most promising talents that there are there is so i think it should be around this guy and ronald araujo yeah plus if kimen uh, kuman leaves puich is going to be a starter for sure because yeah. we all know kuman and puich they don't have a great relationship together so you can clearly see barcelona's middle three are completely set franky deong at cdm puich either side of the midfield and pedri so the midfield is completely sorted and the defense yeah. is soon going to be because fabrizio romano recently tweeted that uh Eric Garcia is going to sign for Barcelona he already has a pre contract available for 3 or 4 years i think or 5 years 4 yeah 4 years yeah so araujo and garcia they're set at the back so barcelona are actually doing quite well compared to their better rivals uh, real madrid because we're way behind we still have our legends we need to offload them anyways that's It's all the time we, we have for barcelona from, yeah Yeah, that's that. Actually, we've spoken about them a way too long, a bit Lord, too long. Yeah. Now we go to Atletico de Madrid. This game against Real Sociedad could define La Liga. I mean, if Atletico wins this game, in my opinion, they're gonna win the t- title. If they draw, Real Madrid still have a chance. If they lose, Real Madrid wins the league, in my opinion. So, uh Atletico Madrid had a clash with Barca at Camp Nou last Saturday in a crucial game in the race for La Liga title but nothing happened. Los Colchoneros had the slightly better chances in the match but it finished as goalless to maintain the two point lead at top of the table. Simeone's Sim, sorry, Simeone's men have a, have sat at the summit for the majority of the campaign having won 23 of their last 25 outings. Uh and this still will be desperate for their first La Liga since 2014. uh they now have a simple task of winning their last three league matches which is against real sociedad the first game the game remains remains shit mata gaya real sociedad over the other hand their game against uh, elche remained drawless uh, after raul goti's red card in the 11th minute but the hosts eventually broke the deadlock in the 72nd minute through aritz elustondo before mikel oyarzabal added a second so they had a 2-0 win over elche and in this game i would personally want real sociedad to win because they're a good team they even were first for i guess quite a, quite a lot of weeks in la liga so i really want them to win so that real madrid really stand a chance to win la liga so moving on from la liga we go back to the premier league 
to do a small review of Chelsea versus Arsenal in the London derby. Um, statistics, at least not statistics, football pages online, especially one football, with the polls on <laughs> choosing the combined 11 from Chelsea v Arsenal. There was no Arsenal player there at all. So, Vedant and Nishit, do you all feel like there is one Arsenal player who you feel could stand out during this match, if not decide the fateable match? If El Nani is playing, I, I guess Arsenal have 1% of them. Because, in my opinion, he's one, of, he's one of the best midfielders Arsenal have to offer. And, in my opinion, the best Egyptian in the Premier League right now. <laughs> Subtle this to, you know, someone. <laughs> what about you, Nish? No, I don't really think that. I mean, there is no player in the Arsenal squad that is doing better than what Chelsea are doing. And every player on the Chelsea squad deserves to be on that list. And because the way they've been playing, it's commendable. So, I don't really think. Personally, I feel like maybe if Bukayo Saka were to start alongside Emil Smith Rowe and Alexander Lacazette, then an attacking chance would be excellent. But Arsenal's defense, as we know, it is not the very best. So, talking about Arsenal's defense, who do you think is going to go through? Who do you think is going to score? Because Timo Werner and Mason Mount have been in tremendous form this season. So, what are your score predictions and who do you think is going to score? Why don't we start with you, Nishu? I think it'll be 2 0 to Chelsea um, with Werner and Mount getting one each. That's interesting. What about you, Kedan? I think it's going to be 1 0 Chelsea wins the game and Timo Werner scores. That's what I feel. That's interesting. I personally feel see, it's going to be. Yeah. See, that's our prediction that I feel it's going to be 1 0. Nishit feels it's going to be 2 0. But ultimately, uh, even in their last game, that was. I guess, a 3-1 win for Arsenal. Nobody expected that to happen. So, never count Arsenal out. Although they've been out of shit this season, just don't count them out. Because against Chelsea, you never know. They might just score a goal or two. Agreed. Um, I feel, personally, the score is going to be 3-2 to Chelsea. Um, from Arsenal, I'll start with Arsenal. I feel from Arsenal, Nicolas Pepe is probably going to score the first alongside and Alexander Lacazette penalty. I feel like because Chelsea, you know, we saw against Manchester City how lucky they've gotten with the decisions for the penalties. Yeah. And as for Chelsea yeah. speaking, I feel, yeah, I feel Timo Werner is going to get a double and Callum Hudson Odoi will probably get onto the score sheet instead of Mason Mount. So they're not. So the Do you Dortmund think Callum Hudson Odoi is going to start? Callum Hudson Odoi is one of those players who's not really very good when he starts, but as a substitute, he is extremely good. Now, talking about City's matches, you know, the first one at Stamford Bridge, the 3 1 win that we had, he was the only one who scored the goal. So, since he came on, he was mm-hmm. amazing. And he was pretty influential at the match at the Etihad again. Like, um, if you don't remember, he, he was the one who came into Marcus Alonso, you know, with the scuff shot that luckily went into the goal. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I think luck will favor Chelsea. I think. Today might be the day that they'll secure, you know, third spot in the league for Champions League football, and then maybe, you know, I think that's how mm-hmm. it's going to be. So, Rishabh, how do you think Chelsea is going to line up? How do you think um, Chelsea personally, is going to line up? I feel um, Chelsea, I think, is going to line up in a three-four-one-two. Is what I feel. You know, at the back, they're probably going to have Kurt Zuma. Uh, and Christensen's even been to Maybe in Bolo and Gante. 
at the mm-hmm. back instead of the defensive midfield and um keep forgetting the guy antonio rudiger he's been tremendous he's been in tremendous form a holding midfielder i would say you know for would be jorginho the four being um you know mason mount mateo kovacic for the matter from real madrid who's been phenomenal at chelsea ever since he came um christian pulisic and maybe callum hudson odoi speaking of the formation and the top two strikers being um uh, tammy abraham and timo werner is how i feel they're going to die what about you most of them usually don't start for chelsea though but okay that could happen what about you nishal what do you feel about chelsea I think uh isn't Thiago Silva fit I don't have the update on him so Thiago Silva is not 100% fit yet if I'm not okay. wrong no he's not so, 100% and even Christensen Christensen has a Christensen answer. should be available oh no no no, no. So, he had yeah he had an injury so I think it'll be uh uh what Rudiger and Zuma starting at defense they'll be they'll probably play four at the back and uh, it'll be what James and Chilwell on each side and um i think kante and billy gilmore again uh, i think he'll be getting another chance with kai havertz starting this game and uh, probably mason mount mason mount and timo werner i'm not okay. really sure of the formation so i'll just name the play- i just named the players <laughs> yeah um speaking hmm. of um chelsea just a question that's out of the blue and related to vedan Vedan, do you feel like Thomas Tuchel has the potential to win the Champions League final against you know Pep Guardiola's Manchester City? Like, Definitely he does. Good. Definitely he does because see, I wouldn't say it's going to be a Chelsea even. Neither would I say it's going to be a Man City even because Champions League finals are usually a fifty-fifty. Anything can happen. It's just a ninety-minute game and not two-legged. So you know. He has a great chance because he's already beaten Man City twice this season. I think the FA Cup was won and the second one being pretty recent although Man City used that second spot. I don't think see it's going to be a 50-50 so I really can't say and yeah. Who would you favor rather? Who would you favor? Because they eliminated Real Madrid I'll say Chelsea. Oh, uh, Man City. What about you Nishad? Who do you who I'm a Pep fan. Is? I'm a big Pep fan and a City fan in the Premier League. So Manchester City for that. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Bishop um, is going to go for Man City anyway. Uh, that <laughs> was our video for today. <laughs> that was our video for today. Make sure to listen. If you don't like our faces, you can clearly check us out on Spotify. But that's the video for today. We posted twice today and day before yesterday. Also, we posted twice. So dedication one o one. That's the video for today. Peace.